This is the Mobile Tech Podcast, brought to you by worldpodcasts.com. Now here's your host, tech girl, Miriam Joie. Brought to you by Mint Mobile. Stay tuned for a special offer at the end of the show that will save you money if, like me, you use multiple SIMs. Hi and welcome to the Mobile Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Miriam Jouar, and today is Tuesday, February 28th, 2023, and we're in Barcelona, Spain for Mobile World Congress. And I've got a couple of awesome guests with me. I've got the usual guests, actually, the same guests as CES. Same guest, you got one in awesome guest same... in Nick and me. So Christian De Looper is on my right, your left, and Nick Gray is on my left, your right. How's it going, guys? Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to a Mobile World Congress late night podcast. So it should be good. Um, there's a bunch of phones, turns out. Many phones. This is the first MWC in a long time. Five, six years where it's been a full show. Like everybody showed up. Phone heavy. Yeah. More than a dozen devices announced this week. It's incredible. I'm actually quite happy about this. Well, in someone was talking to me tonight and they were saying, I've just got so much work to do. I'm like, but isn't that good? <laughs> isn't that good? Like, isn't that why we come here? Like, we go to CES and we're always like fishing for what's yeah. the story? Like, there are three or four things to cover. There's so much this week that it's impossible to cover everything. Yeah. And we can pick and choose what we actually want to cover because there's some announcements that, you know, aren't as important as others. And it's nice to have a variety in, in the mix rather than yeah. you know, fishing for a story and trying to make something into a story. It's been a busy week in a good way. And we're tired. And if our voices sound a little coarse, it's because we've been partying. Because this is probably the first night we've had to start partying. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's that be real. About right. Yep. But we wanted to give you a podcast because there is a lot of decent stuff. I want to start with... Kind of, I'm going to go by my actual schedule here, uh, and we can go from there. The first thing I saw was TCL, okay. which was on Saturday for me because I arrived on Friday. Well, I've been here after that. And what it was was basically just a bunch of new, very budget phones for the U.S., Okay. right? And I'm not really going to talk about those. They're just an evolution of last year's TCL 35G, and they're called like TCL 40XE 5G or something. Okay. You know, same MediaTek Dimensity 700, 50 megapixel camera now, blah, blah, blah. And they're fine. They're fine. They have a nice display because, you know, that's their expertise. What was more exciting to me was that they had the next paper tablets there, which we've also seen. But now they have a couple of them. And one of them is a really nice 11-inch metal bodied one. I kind of like, you know, the, the Redmi one, like those, yeah. those affordable Chinese tablets that are not plasticky and crap. Yeah. They feel a little more upscale, but it's still really affordable. They had one of those, but next paper or no next paper, you choose. Yeah, you have the option to go between one or the other. And next paper is kind of a matte finish, folks, and it's still glass, mm-hmm. but it feels like frosted glass, looks like frosted glass, but it's, you know, frosted glass over display wouldn't look right. So this is some kind of special micro treatment some to the to probably what apple does to yeah, the you know be. the was studio display something yeah. like that yeah micro etching but what i liked the best is that they had a concept phone there with that micro etched finish mm-hmm. next paper and that was cool yeah so yeah and honestly that was about the extent of my excitement they also have a windows based two-in-one tablet that's snapdragon 7c based 
on Windows on ARM. Okay. Which has next paper? This which, which has the next? Yeah. So for me right now, TCL's the last two years essentially has been reiterating on these mid-range and budget devices yeah. that I'm kind of really sick of it. don't have any excitement to them at all. So they actually stopped their pre-briefings the day before I got here to Barcelona. So I didn't have a chance to get hands-on with them, but I got the, the briefings that we had online. And I was looking at them and I'm like, who are you trying to compete with? Mm-hmm. And the answer is nobody. Well, they're no, not, Moto G. No, but they're not. Moto G still has the market recognition. They have a fan. Like, Moto G is a budget-friendly device that has a fan base. People who buy Moto G devices will buy the next Moto G device. There's nobody who's, I think, who's purchased a TCL device and says, I'm going to buy another TCL device. Yeah, it's, it's incidental. Correct. I think right. it's like the third tier of, of recognition. Because yeah. it's like people who don't, who go to the store and they don't see a Samsung device that they want, maybe look at the Moto device that they could get. Well, and they and, see yeah. the Moto name. Like, I know Motorola. Yeah. Like, everybody knows Motorola. They have the brand recognition. Yeah. And they do have a good reputation. And their software is, even on their G series, that's, is still really that's true. good. Yeah. TCL, it's... They've gotten better, but they're still in a different category compared to Motorola. Yeah, it's true. So I'm not too excited about those phones, but I think the next paper, they're onto something. Correct. And I think that this, it's nice to see them do a full on, you know, with a stylus and the whole shebang, windows on ARM, two in one. That yeah. looks nice. Like it's mm-hmm. not just like, it's really nice. And that's basically it. Oh, they had glasses too. They had their next... Vision, AR, AR glasses. The AR glasses and the display ones. And I finally got to try the display ones. And I have to say, they, super high quality. Yeah. So, I mean, they are a display company, right? That's, yeah, I know. That's, that's, that's what they specialize in. Yep. And I, I think the design of those still needs a little bit of work and tweaking. They're a little bit heavy and yeah. bulky. Um, but and, as, as far as like, this is what their third generation of those, right? They've been showing them off since IFA so, yeah. 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Or 2019 or yeah, 2019, I think was the first iteration and they've gotten better and better. I, I still don't think I would ever recommend them to a regular consumer, like yeah. maybe a super tech nerd. Yes. But maybe there's still li- very limited market for them based off of the current design. Yeah. But they did tell me, which was really nice. Admittedly, Stefan, one of the head executives there said, you know, we're not sure we can sell this to the consumers until we can kind of build a partnership with some content and software that's relevant to this platform. So they're like, we're just showing you what we can do from a technical Mm -hmm. perspective. Like this is our expertise displays and we've managed to miniaturize it to this point with AR using the latest chipset, right? The XR2 chipset from- No, but I I was talking mainly the display. Oh, the display one. The display one that they have been on sale. Yeah, that has been on sale, but it's just a display, right? Yeah. And I mean, and there's a dozen of those. At I this could point. see myself like lying flat in my business class seat wearing those instead of like <laughs> craning my neck to see the stupid low resolution display they have there that's but, like uh, 10 years old. Yeah. Josh Vergara, a couple weeks ago, he was traveling and he has not the TCL ones, but another one. And he was traveling. He's like, Yeah, I'm just going to put those on on the plane and I'm going to have a 120 inch display in yeah. front of me to watch my anime shows. Perfect. Uh, which is the, the, the perfect use case, right? Yeah. You're on a plane. You don't want to look at that crappy small display and you know, yeah. use yeah. their limited library of content. You put on these glasses. You watch whatever movie you want. Yeah. People around you aren't disturbing you. Yeah. Perfect opportunity to use something like that. I think it's great. But, I mean, you know, I, that's about it for TCL. I just I thought this next paper phone idea had some merit, and I hope they make 
it available somehow. Because the feedback I got on the reel that I did uh, asking what you guys think was very positive. A lot of yeah. people were like, oh, kind of like my old laptop display or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, but glass that you can, it feels nice. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, anybody could do that finish yeah. on, on a smartphone, but they're they're only doing it because of the display technology yeah. behind it. So that exactly. you get no glare on the display. Itself. Yeah, right. they have, it's not just, it's also image processing or, you know. Because to be clear, if they did get glare on that display, you wouldn't be able to see it at all. Correct. Right, so they have to do it in order for it to be usable. That's yeah. right. So that was TCL. Then the next thing I saw was, let me think. I think it might have been the next day. And if it was, then it was uh, the Xiaomi stuff, I want to say. But I kind of feel like there's something in the way. But let's talk about Xiaomi real quick. I mean, we should probably spend a bit of time on that because the, these are phones that, I mean, the 13 Pro was launched in China. The 13 Pro and the 13, 13. and the and 13 Lite. Even the Lite was launched in China? I, I believe okay. so, yeah. Anyway, the three phones we saw at MWC were launched in China, or maybe two of them. But the point is, they're not available globally, and that's kind of fun and exciting. And I have well, and now they fact, are. They are global. Yeah, that's launches. what I'm saying. They're yeah, available they globally, and now I have it here. The for those of you watching on Patreon, I've got the in a case here, the 13 Pro, and uh, it's pretty cool. Ceramic back. I'm to take it out of the case so you can see a little better. Really nice. Uh, I'm not sure I like this black. I would have liked a white one or some other color because I have the light as well. My bag, actually, it's in my bag in my hotel, the other bag. And it's uh, pink and amazing. That's Isa cool. has it and she loves it, of course. Yeah. But yeah, it's, I think honestly, I don't really like this industrial design very much. I think it's a little boring. The square I pile. I, I actually do. Kind so I, I have the S20 series of Galaxy phones, you know? Yeah, but the camera modules squared off a little bit it's, more. Yeah. I have the regular 13 and. A miniaturized version of that it's a much smaller display it's similar to the galaxy s 23 in, right, size, in size right um but i actually love the design i i unboxed that phone oh. and the, it's you know flat on the top it's it's a mix between the samsung design and an iphone like yes the aluminum frame shows, yeah it has slap sides whereas mine has a rounded edge display yeah and so the 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 display on the front is round. It's two point five D glass on the front, so it's kind of rounded on the front. But it it looks and feels really nice. And I, for me, the color of the past six months has been this greenish shade. Yeah, uh, a phone yeah. similar to the Pixel, and mine came in a in a greenish shade. I unboxed it. I was like, oh, that just looks nice. And mm -hmm. you hold it in your hand. And it, it, it's smooth. It's small. It's compact. And I'm a fan of small compact yeah. phones. Yeah. yeah. And I picked it up. I was like, this phone's for me. I would have liked to get the Pro because of the camera, uh, but I do love the size of the regular 13. I agree with you that the 13 is much better looking. I just specifically talking about 13 Pro. Yeah. And my favorite looking of them all is the 13 Lite. I think it's super pretty. The 13 Lite, I think the design's a little overplayed because we've seen Huawei devices with that same camera module design on the back, some Honor devices, and a couple other Chinese OEMs. And I'm like, haven't we seen this like seven times already? It's so. very much a blend of designs from other companies, yes. which is, you know, that's what I'm saying. Overall, I feel like, do you remember the Mi 11 series? Mm -hmm. They had a personality. They had a vibe. Yeah, the, the camera module was a different shape on that one. And yeah. I feel like this is a lot more like, meh. And even I feel like the Galaxies today, even though they're, they no longer have that little island that kind of 
grows out of the side, you know, I think they have a much, like, much nicer design, honestly. I'm, I'm just not very yeah. impressed overall. Like, I, I agree that the 13 is the best one. For me, I like the light because it's pink. Yeah, so my, my light was blue. I got the blue one. Oh, <laughs> I got the blue one. Yeah. Anyway, so, you know, but those phones, I mean, I've taken some photos now with the 13 Pro, and wow, that camera system in low light, it reminds me of the P30 series from Huawei when they did the RYYB sensor, and all yeah. of a sudden, you didn't have to use night mode anymore. Mm-hmm. That's what that giant IMX989 sensor seems to be able to deliver. And, you know, OIS and, you know, all the fancy autofocus and stuff. But I'm a little disappointed that they couldn't make the f-stop better than, like, faster than 1.9, considering, like, Honor did 1.6, 1.5. Honor did 1.6, but it's a smaller sensor. So Honor on their... Fair enough. So I, I think it, the physics don't work out as far as... I know. It's much harder. You need, the, the, you need more separation between the lens It's and already the a gigantically yeah. thick camera bump on the 13 Pro. So yeah. But like, I'm happy we get these devices to play with. You'll see some reviews coming up. I think I'm going to review the light for uh, Elena at Geekspin. And then the 13 Pro, obviously, I'm going to give you all the lowdown on a, a future episode of the show. So, I mean, anything else? I think TK has a watch and earbuds that they launched as well. I don't know anything I got, about I that. I got the watch and the those. earbuds as well. I haven't tried them yet, but I have them. Huh, interesting. I've done the unboxing for the watch. I haven't uh, taken the buds out of the box yet, but the watch itself is really nice fit and finish. So this is, I think it's the S1 Pro smartwatch. Uh, it's a metal smartwatch. It has a, uh, rotating crown dial Mm. on the side and it's not directly on the side, like the pixel it's further up on the edge here. Yeah. Uh, and it's pretty large. So if you like that look of a little bit of chunky knob on the edge, it looks really nice. It comes with a, uh, a tan leather band, uh, that feels really good. I, I, I did not get to use the software because they did not release the software in the app to pair to your phone right, until right, launch day. Right. So I went to, I, I did my unboxing and I went to set it up while unboxing it. And it was like, it's not in the app. I emailed them. They're like, no, it's not coming until launch day. And I was like, you sent me it two weeks early and Why? I can't do anything with it. It looks so really nice. nice. The, the fit and finish and the quality, it's a, I think it's steel. The band, the, okay. the frame of the, of the watch is steel. Yeah. And this is their highest end smartwatch that they've ever built. Yeah. Uh, so once I get the software installed and I can actually use it, it should be nice. Yeah. And then the next thing we should talk about, which I think was pretty important because it was cool, was the OnePlus 11 concept, right? Yep. So what's your take on that? I mean, it's a concept. Uh, my take on it is OnePlus has done a lot of concepts over the years, <laughs> right? Yeah. We've seen concept phones that have a transparent back that changes yeah. that frosts out and then you can see through it it's an nd filter actually the nd filter correct uh well an electronic nd filter versus yeah, yeah. a manual nd filter that most people are used to on on cameras we've seen concepts from them before where they've said we're going to use this technology in a future device and this is what they said this time with the cooling system yeah so for those who aren't familiar it's a true liquid cooling system with moving liquid on the inside of the phone that you can turn on some LED lights and you can see yeah. the moving liquid inside the phone. 
And I'm, I'm thinking cool. the only reason you can actually see the liquid on the inside of the phone is because there's air bubbles in there. Yeah. Which makes it less efficient. <laughs> like, if you take the air bubbles out, it would be more efficient, and then you wouldn't be able to see them moving. So <laughs> Good point. Unless it's oil and water, or like two different liquids. No, they, they said it's distilled water. Oh, wow. It's only distilled water? Distilled water. So it's going to freeze. What happens when it's cold outside? Well, I mean, your phone itself is going to be warm enough so that it doesn't freeze. Yeah, hopefully. Right. Um, because it's there to keep your phone cool. If it's if it's there, if your phone is frozen, you don't need to keep it cool, right? <laughs> Unless it's heating. I don't know. Do you have any opinions on that? I I think Fishing? it's interesting. I think it's a bit. I was a bit underwhelmed by it. I mean, the concepts are cool, but it made for a really good reel. It made for a good reel. We'll see. So I, I think they they wanted a media hit for the show. Yep. Because they had nothing else to talk about. This was their media hit for the but show. But they kind of had a second media hit by announcing that they're making a folding phone later this year. Yes, but they teased that on social media two weeks ago. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. like they, so to that point, we were invited to, some of us were invited to an event at the, at the OPA booth about talking about maybe something we're going to announce. They were extremely cryptic about yeah. everything. And then we sit through 30 minutes <laughs> and at the very end... They say, oh, by the way, oh, by the way, we are, <laughs> we are working on a foldable device for later this year. No details given about chipsets or design. Is it a flip or is it a fold? You know, which way does it open up? Um, so no what's your guess? Either of you. I, I reckon it would be a fold. I think the trend has been a fold first. I think it'll be an Oppo Fine N2 clone. Mm. You know? It's hard to say because, I mean, this year we saw them reduce their pricing on the OnePlus 11 and say, kind of saying, hey, we lost our way when we launched the 10 Pro last year for what? It was $1,000. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then within three months, they reduced it by $200. So like, actually, we priced that wrong because yeah. nobody's <laughs> buying the phone. So the fa and then the 11 got even cheaper. It was $700, right? Yeah. $699. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the fact that they're kind of going back to the root saying, we'll give you some flagship features, but the pricing is going to be lower. I don't think they can do a device that's going to be extremely more expensive. So yeah. We've seen flip, the flip, flip phones roughly $9.99 from a handful of different brands. Yeah. I think they could pull that off. They could, they could actually pull it off for $8.99, right? Like yeah. We're going to give you a value. But if they do a true fold, you're talking minimum... 12, 12, no, minimum twelve ninety nine. Like, yeah. especially for the U.S. market. There's How much nothing, is the Fine N2 in China? Yeah, but it would be a pretty good price, but a OnePlus fan probably wouldn't pay it. They want budget-friendly. They want something under $1,000, right? Yeah. Like, that's the main thing that OnePlus fans are like, give me the things at a really discounted price. And yeah, that's why... Yeah. That's the core fans of the brand. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think... Like, you could, you could definitely get new fans of the brand at twelve ninety nine or even thirteen ninety nine for, you know, a find and two clone. But I don't think they would get any love from the core fan base. I don't know. No, you're probably right. Yeah. You might be right. I think there would be some core fans who would be interested in a bulb that's cheaper than the mm -hmm. competition out there. But, but as far and but to the other point though, as what which one would actually sell better? Well, everyone the seems would the, probably the, sell better. The yeah. flips, even Samsung has said the flip has sold like 4x times yeah. the fold. Yeah. That and so if, if they're about. trying to move units, 
Yeah. That might actually bring more fans to the brand. Yeah. If so. they if they can do an eight ninety nine or even a seven ninety nine flip. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the right. find in two flip just launched a week yeah, ago. Yeah, and in, it's you know eight forty nine. It's like or eight ninety nine. It's like a, it's a little cheaper than the Samsung, but not yeah. by in those markets. Look, I I'm it's excited. I'm I'm excited about this folding OnePlus. Because it means one more folding phone, no matter what the format they pick. That's true. Better available in North America for us, which is a big deal. And for those of you in the rest of the world, you already have the Oppo. So, you know. And, um, that, and you have a... A plethora of... And yeah. also a yeah. Huawei. And there's All of plenty the options. of options. Yeah. We, in the US, we have the fewest options for foldables 100%. Right now. Yeah. So this is good news. And as far as the concept, I thought it was cool, but it's a concept. And as you said, it's just like, whatever. But I did appreciate it. I used it. I handled it. I thought it was cool. I got some good videos and photos. They did show us the um, pad as well, which is their tablet they announced yep. in India a couple of weeks back. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's big. It feels really nicely made. It feels like a premium product. We still don't know price. Still don't know price, but... Um, Should be coming April. Really? I think. That soon? I, that's to North America? I don't know. So I don't know if it's April to European markets. I think it's probably Europe first. Additional markets after that, or yep. if it's going to be launching in the U.S. at the same time. But yeah, I heard April is is the time frame that we're looking at. But as far as pricing is the key factor here. And again, back to the point of how, how expensive is the fold or whatever it's going to be. They might shock us with a good price, but it's a Dimensity 9000 or 9000 plus. Yeah, something like that. And so we've seen... a. With, at CES, we saw a couple tablets with the 9000 Plus, or maybe it was just the 9000, the, the big one from Lenovo. Oh, yeah. Uh, that came with the keyboard. It was like a 14-inch tablet. Like, it was massive. Oh, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. You talked to yeah, us I about thought, No, I was super that. excited. Like, for Same me, correct. that was one of, like, I saw that tablet. I was like, I want the that CES tablet. The CES show, you were nuts about that. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> awesome. the, the, but the price of that one's 1000 Plus. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's not coming out for another couple months still. Like early yeah. summer, I think. So if they can beat Lenovo to the punch to the US market with a Dimensity nine thousand chipset tablet, yeah. decent size and the OnePlus one, I don't know if it comes with the keyboard and folio case and there's a pen as well. I assume yeah. no. No. I mean it, it would probably be a hundred dollar add on or a seventy nine dollar. That'd be add-on. a nice for a combo. That'd be a pretty good price. Yeah. yeah. I mean maybe they, they have a combo price. You know, yeah. buy it separate or buy it together. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think, think it'll be good because there's not that many good Android tablets. No. Very I think few. the reason we're not going to see this in the U.S. right away, and I could be wrong, is simply because it doesn't have built-in 5G. And you know that they have this feature that lets you, like, tether your phone automatically, seamlessly. You know, other companies have done that. Apple, continuity. Yeah. But I feel like the carriers in the U.S. are not going to let that happen. They're going to want to put their... Extra five dollar data plan. Yeah, you think about it. Of course they are. Yeah, but this is so the OnePlus Eleven didn't launch on a U.S. carrier. It's true. So they Maybe don't, they won't they don't have, have any carrier support, and, and I, then it doesn't matter. Then it doesn't matter. Yeah, good point. But anyway, that was basically OnePlus in a nutshell at uh, MWC. You know, you didn't say much about the Xiaomi's. What did you think of them? You know, I got them. I haven't really tried them out that much yet, so I you withhold kind of my opinion. Withhold your opinion. Yeah, but they look cool. <laughs> you like you happy with the aesthetics? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. So the next thing I did, I'm look literally looking at my calendar, and you guys have us might have other stuff. 
was, oh, I actually went to Showstoppers and I saw the Bullet stuff. So Bullet is a UK company that makes cat phones, which are known for being one of the OG rugged phones, not made by some unknown Yuli phone or whatever Chinese company. And uh, I mean, they're made in China, I'm pretty sure. But there are, you know, I reviewed a bunch of them. They were the first with the FLIR um, Flir, yeah, uh, thermal camera, camera. And back in the day. That's one of my highest videos on my YouTube, believe it or not. <laughs> um, anyway, and then um, they now are using the Moto brand to make rugged phones for Moto. For Moto. And they partnered with MediaTek to basically roll out the first non-terrestrial network, NTN, implementation. That's the, If you listen to a few podcasts back, I had the folks from MediaTek on the show telling us about this technology. And it's, uh, it was a sponsored show uh, by MediaTek. And you know, it was really cool because they explained how it's a 3GSM standard that they're trying to implement. And Bullet is the first company to use those chipsets from MediaTek in these devices and to actually give you the service. Because, you know, the technology is one thing, but if you can't actually yeah. have a satellite to connect to, it's not going to help. So this is for emergency use, for very low bandwidth messaging. And, uh, you know, these phones have that built in. Well, emergency use, but also it's just a messaging system. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. a messaging system. But the cool thing is that they made this dongle, Right. Yes. It's like um, yeah. about the size of like a hockey puck in diameter, yeah. but much thinner. And it's got like a strap and you can like put on a carabiner and it has a charge port on it and a couple of simple controls and basically pairs with an iPhone or Android phone and gives you that satellite connectivity in an emergency yeah. through Bullet's subscription system, through their satellite uh, agreement that they yeah. have. So one, one thing to point out, it, it's a messaging system. It's no calling. But it's actually a proprietary messaging system. So the person you are messaging needs to have the Bullet app on their really? device. Really? Oh, I didn't know that. So I, I was talking to Brad at, at MediaTek. And so very weird. who you're communicating with also has to have the Bullet app. So it's a third-party service. It, okay. it doesn't send an SMS. It sends, oh. it sends a bullet message to another bullet. Interesting. Oh, okay. So, so that's it's, a it's weird a thing for 3GSM. I would have expected you to integrate right into messaging. Yeah. So they. So this is the information I got from from MediaTek trying to explain it. Is it's you both people both parties sending and receiving messages must have yeah. this third party app. So it's not like you. I'm out in the middle of nowhere and I don't have a cell phone connection and it's yeah. just going to send an SMS to somebody else. They, they must know in advance that I'm going to be communicating with them and have this have app the installed. App. That kind of makes it a well, whole lot less. But I mean, there, there, it could have a fail safe service where maybe it does send an SMS to somebody like an iMessage, right? Like it sends an SMS if you're not on an iPhone or a, sure. an iMessage yeah. mess. Yeah. So, it, or it might send you a link to say install the app. I don't know, but it, the messages are through the Bullet app service, requiring the Bullet app on the other end as well. Interesting, but I still think it's cool, and that oh, puck idea I think is really clever to get people started if they don't want to buy a a rugged Moto branded phone that probably doesn't have the specs of your Galaxy or iPhone, right? No, but yeah. Bullet with their cat phones has always done 
a yeah. great job. They've oh, never yeah. been flagship tier devices. No. But they're rugged. I, I actually have a video of reviewing a cat phone like four or five years ago, yeah. and I'm talking about how rugged it is. And I was like, watch this. And I just chuck the phone <laughs> like 20 yards, and I carry the camera over, and it's like off, off in the dust, and I pick it up, and I'm like, not a scratch. <laughs> like, uh, throw off, brush off the dust, and like... You're trying you, to put a, a to pull a uh, unbox therapy loo here. Yeah, kind of, kind of, no, I, yeah, I chucked that phone like 20 yards. It was, it was a fun time. <laughs> you know, it's like, it reminds me of a bunch of other di- kind of destruction of rugged phone videos on YouTube. But, you know, I, I'm in the same boat as you. I've used the cat phones. I took them to Burning Man where they really got tested. <laughs> in terms of, oh, yeah. Uh, the, the and dust they and... did not care. They were so rock solid, man. Yeah. It was just really good. Um, but uh, what else? She, so Planet Computers, who does the, is the, the weird uh, phone, you know, that has like a, a keyboard and it's like a slider thing. Oh, yes. I did not um, have a chance to see what they announced. I didn't either, but they were there and they gave me a business card and said, come by my booth. And they have a, some sort of like home PC now as well. Like they're making a, oh, wow. some kind of like all-in-one mini PC built around some sort of arm chip. So like think Raspberry Pi type thing. I don't know exactly I will try to find something and put it in the show notes, but that's the only two things that show stoppers that were like, oh, cool. Yeah, and so that kind of ends the, the, the second day for me, as it were. But then moving on, the next thing we have is Honor, and they launched, you know, again, they, it was pre- predictable. The VS mm-hmm. has launched already in China, yep. and we knew what it looked like. We knew the specs. Yep. And it's a really nice phone. Because it's very lightweight for a folding phone. It has a very nice hinge design that yeah. I think simplifies from like something, some 40 parts to down to like nine or, or something. Or something. Or yeah, something yeah like they say the, hin- the hinge itself is now nine individual, not nine, four individual Correct. parts. Correct. Four, four individual types yeah. of parts or just four parts in total? So from what I've seen is there's four parts that come apart, but each part is a multi-compound part. Okay. So... Well, yes, still yes right. and no. It, but they say yeah. they've reduced the weight and this overall size of the hinge significantly. Yeah. So, yes, it is extremely light for what it's worth. Yeah. Because foldable phones are, as you probably know, typically the size of two phones just sandwiched on top of each other. And this is one of the Except thinnest. for the Xiaomi, which is yeah. like the so I, most I was, sexy. I was at the Xiaomi booth this <laughs> oh afternoon because I, we, we went to the Xiaomi booth, right? Yeah. We walked yeah. through and I was like, this is so thin. I, had, yeah. I hadn't held the Xiaomi yeah. yet. Yeah, I played with Michael Fisher's back at the MediaTek Summit. And it is extremely, but I, I would think this is the second thinnest yes, right probably. behind the Xiaomi one. Yeah. It's a very nice phone. Um, I can't wait to get a review in it. Um, I know some of you have it. Yep. Uh, What's your thoughts? You've been using it for a bit. Yeah, so the reason it's so thin is because they've managed to create a hinge that means there's no gap between the screens at all. Like if you get a uh, Galaxy Z Fold 4 today, if you close it, there's still a little little gap in between the screens. And that can kind of be problematic in terms of debris kind of ending up in between, et cetera, et cetera. So I've really liked the the hinge design that's meant that it, it... truly folds like it's two phones stacked on top of each other instead of two phones that are kind of wedged together. But to be fair, only Samsung's foldables have the gap. Every okay, other sure. foldable <laughs> on the market has no gap. It's so, true. So the yeah. Xiaomi has no gap. The yeah. Oppos have no gap. The new 
Techno launched a foldable today. Yeah. That one has yeah. no gap. Yeah. Um, so, yes, when to compared fair, to Samsung, but when compared to everybody else, it's par for the course. But Samsung happens to be the most popular. Correct. <laughs> well, and so Samsung also is the only one that's a global device. Yes. Yeah. And this is the first global fold besides the Samsung not coming to Technically U.S. Technically global, not U.S. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And global never means U.S. It has to be U.S. specific, right? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, so the, the one thing that they're still working on, because the phone's not available yet. It was announced. No. It's going to be a couple months still until retail availability. Yeah, we don't know for exactly. For, yes, yeah. for the VS. It's still, wow. it's still a couple months out, and software is definitely still not final. No. Okay. Uh, so they like they still have. I was told uh, the next update that's going to be coming is going to enable the app drawer. The app drawer is not enabled yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> wow. And so for the China market, they don't. They simply don't don't have the app drawer. The phone's been available in the China market for a couple months now. Yeah. Uh, so things like that. Uh, they're supposed to be adding improvement to multi window support. From what I've seen so far, my limited use, it's. A little bit harder to use and just use multi windows side by side as you would on Samsung. Samsung's done four generations yeah. of these yeah. and they've gotten it down. Even with, nailed the, it. with the dock that they added at the bottom of this with the last one makes yeah. it so much easier to just pull up your apps. You can pin apps together and you can have them down on the yeah. dock at the bottom and pull them back up. They simply haven't had the time to iterate on the software as Samsung has. Right. And that does mean they're behind on the user experience, as yeah. is everybody else. Even the Xiaomi is behind. Yeah. Uh, even Oppo, Oppo really has no multi-screen so, support for yeah. theirs. I want to actually add to that, even though it's something that happened later, in fact, happened today. I went to an Oppo briefing today that was like dog and pony showy, but... What was cool about it, I thought, was that they had a Q&A with us and we were able to ask some hard questions. Yeah. And one of the questions I asked was, you know, why haven't we seen your book style folding, you know, Finan 2 style yeah. phone in global markets yet? And that's exactly the answer I got. The answer I got was that we're not ready. we are not ready to have software that works for the West or for non-Chinese use yet. Yeah. That takes advantage of that screen real estate and optimizes the ex user experience. And I thought, wow, what a nice, honest, straight to the <laughs> point, absolutely valid. Yeah. Because remember how the original folds were kind of janky? Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, I do have the Find N2, and it's the hardware is amazing. I love Same. it. Yeah. It's a little chunkier than what I like it's thicker and the fact that it's a smaller display it's like yeah the smaller wider is, yeah it, it's smaller display but I love I love the form factor of it how it's yeah. wider than it is taller versus Samsung's yeah uh, but yeah the software experience because I have I do have the Chinese version is just not it's not built for side-by-side -side window support there's no added no. features to make it more usable than a mini tablet yeah right right yeah um and they need something to make it stand out because it's not a mini tablet it's a foldable and you're supposed to use it in a certain way and get more right. use out of it yeah yeah so i mean the vs is cool but obviously last year we got the magic 4 series which had an incredible camera system on the pro 
And here we are again, Magic 5 Pro, Magic 5, Magic 5 Lite. Now the Magic 5 Lite is a rebranded Honor 9AX or something like that. Launched in Asian markets. Launched in Asian markets. Um, But I talked to the folks at DxO, which also have sponsored a show here before. And uh, they said that in their tests, the phones are identical on hardware, but the antenna optimizations and the band support is such that they're getting significantly worse performance with the Chinese phone in France where they're testing versus oh. the Honor 5 Lite that they tested. In performance as in network, as in network, network and battery life and general thermals and everything. I mean if wow. if they don't yeah. have if they don't have the correct band support. I mean we see this in the US when we import yeah, yeah, a device sure. and we put a US SIM and you're like, how's yeah. your battery life? I'm like, not yeah. good. And, but they said this yeah. is the most obvious they've ever seen a difference. Wow. Like and it could be that they simply to save money, they didn't enable as many bands. Yeah. Uh, for the network support and they're missing key bands for EU. They're 5G. also missing aggregation. Like we're getting on Correct. a lot of our yeah. bands. Yeah. Yeah. So that's an interesting point of view. Oh, but speaking of the, the Honor Magic 5 Lite, it is one of the thinnest phones out there in that category. It's very affordable and it looks super sexy. Have you guys seen it in person? I have not. No, that not thing in looks hot. Oh my God. Yeah. Really nice. And, uh, you know, it's got the best endurance. Not endurance. So again, I talked to DxO Marks about that. I said, guys, come on. This can't have the best battery life. We've seen phones with 6,000 milliamp hour batteries. But like, no, that's not the point. The point of our test is we want overall the power experience to be good. Yeah. So, you know, they said to me, look, we have looking at charge speeds, power consumption, the whole package of the power experience. And they said, we are easily three days on that phone at light use. Wow. And... You can recharge it pretty quickly because there's something like 67 watt charging. Yeah, right. So it's a combo of both things. Um, then the 5, I don't, we don't know much about it. The Magic 5 Pro, though, is a beast. Yep. The specs are amazing. Do you guys have it? I have it. I haven't played with it a lot, but the limited time I have, it, it seems like a really great phone. And I'm getting one very soon, so I'll stay tuned, folks. But I, you know, I really like the Magic 4 Pro last year, except I felt that... Considering the specs and the incredible camera, hardware, software, the whole package, yeah. especially sensor fusion, it didn't quite deliver the final picture quality I wanted. So I have actually for the embargo, instead of doing a typical hands-on, I decided to do one of my camera tests. Oh, um, yeah. So if Your you, if, famous... Nick my Ray famous Fandral Nick Ray branded <laughs> camera so, test. So if you want to see my camera test with... 12 minutes of photos and videos directly from the device. Uh, you can go to the YouTube channel, but it is, I would say significantly better than last year. Okay. And for me, one of the key issues last year was we actually couldn't record 4k video from all of the cameras on the back of the phone. Right. Uh, I, I believe it was the zoom camera that was limited to 1080p. Mm-hmm. Um, and even the selfie camera as well this year. So you get a triple 50 megapixel camera system on the back. Yep. The main sensor is a one over one point two inch sensor. So, do we know who makes it? I it's in the spec sheet. I can't remember. It's, it's not a Sony. I is don't it? think it's a Sony. No. Uh, 
Uh, but it's large, and you get that shallow depth of field even without portrait mode turned on. Sweet. Uh, I was doing some record, so I flipped the phone around using the, the the rear camera to do recording of myself, and just like holding it at hand arm's length and the bokeh behind you, it, it looks really nice. The processing still is honor ish where it's overexposing okay. just a little bit yeah like you'd want to tone it down just yeah. a little bit yeah. yeah so if you go into you know pro mode and t- tone it down yourself you can but selfies look really good the the selfie camera i believe is a 12 megapixel selfie camera but that can also do 4k at 30 fps Yay. so it, for a chinese oem especially this is unusual un- oh it is extremely rare So 4K from the selfie camera is great. I think the overall quality, I would say comparable to, I would say a Galaxy S21 as far as the image processing goes, which is a a good compliment. Like it's it's in the same ballpark as some of these really high-end devices that are known for their cameras. Yeah. Even though this has really great hardware. It honestly does come down to the processing, and they've improved significantly on that over last year's device. Yeah. 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 I was amused with their nomenclature on the cameras. The eye of Muse the evolution of Muse. Yeah. into yeah. the yeah. Star Wheel triple camera. Star Wheel triple camera. And then the Falcon, whatever it was, capture. The Falcon capture. So that's one of the features that they're talking about. It's fusion. A, sensor fusion. Sensor fusion. No, so, okay, so which one is the slow motion capture? So it has an AI feature where oh, uh, it will right. automatically capture the best image of a fast-moving object. So yeah, they, right. they did a, this promo thing with um, Guinness the World Guinness Records. World Record yeah. where someone was doing a slam dunk of something and the phone captures the image automatically. Yeah. Well, it, it's capturing multiple images and then freezes on the one it thinks is the best shot. Yeah. And it... It freezes the motion. So they had examples of people were shuffling cards and snapping a picture of people shuffling cards and the image comes out perfectly I mean, still. I have to say that is super cool. So Does it work yes. in your test? I, I, Does it I give you tried the choice? It. You have to turn it on every time. Does it give you... Can you select a different still? I don't know. I've only captured like two or three of them. I ha- okay. Again, I haven't played with it that much. So. Yeah. Um, you might be able to say, no, I don't want that one, but I think they, it captures it and then processes for that specific one. Yeah. So if you yeah. select a different one, it might not have the processing behind it, right. but it also says like it's running multiple frames and it's saying, this is the clearest one we captured. Right. I honestly, I think that's mainly what it's doing is I captured a hundred frames and this is the clearest out of the hundred frames that yeah, I captured. Sure. The other thing about that is personally, when I'm capturing fast motion, I want to capture the blur to right. illustrate the fast motion, right? Like a car zooming by, you want the streak of headlights yeah. or the taillights. You, yeah. you want to show that motion yeah, yeah. or you want to show the yeah. blur of, you know, the rims of a car. You don't want to show the still shot because the car looks like it's not moving at all. Right. right? It's right. like the helicopter yeah. effect when you're doing video. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. 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 And so I, I definitely think it's a very cool feature, but you have to be in a very unique situation to say, I want to freeze this frame exactly yeah and also you have to turn the feature on every single time it's not like you're in auto mode and it'll do it Uh, you have to go into the settings and say something quick is going to happen let me capture that quick thing and you need to take five seconds to do it right right Right. 
Yeah. Yeah. But overall, I mean, I haven't played with it, but I feel confident as long as it can be improved over last year, which still needed a little bit of work. Performance is really good. I like the performance. And I, I spent a day and a half doing camera tests. Okay. I didn't. I didn't charge the phone one time in that day and a half. Nice. I mean, so it's Snapdragon a HN two. It's I a mean, Snapdragon HN two, you know. and it's a five thousand one hundred milliamp hour. Oh, that's pretty yeah. impressive. Like they're, they're like, yeah. let's bump it up just one more over uh-huh. everybody else. One hundred. That's extra bigger milliamps. than the foldable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah, uh, their foldables so, get a pretty decent battery though. Yeah, five thousand milliamp hour. Yeah. So. Yeah. So very hopeful. Go. I feel like Honor did a good job, honestly, at delivering some interesting products yes yeah uh for the global market which is you know not you know what we come to mwc for and not necessarily what you get out of the gate as you've noticed by now yeah. all these chinese phones coming out of china only the next company that i was a pleasure to hang out with was huawei and huawei launched a new watch gt cyber yes that i got to put on my wrist for you folks watching on patreon here you go it's uh pretty hot and um, what it is, is, is um, I actually have more photos here. It is a interchangeable watch body. module with interchangeable body. That's cool. So I'll show you folks in a second. Yeah. And uh, it looks pretty dope. It feels really nice on the wrist. And uh, yeah, so I mean, that was, I mean, they had other stuff that they talked about that would already be launched. This was new. But this is the, you know, they had the, the watch with the, the, the earbuds on the earbuds. inside. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, I, so we saw that it's, it's one of the, I don't know, we see a lot of smartwatches that are the same, right? But yeah. this one, and everyone's like, oh, you can customize the band to make it look yeah. your own. <laughs> this, you're customizing the shell of the watch. And, and how many did they have on display as the different styles they have? They had a whole bunch. I mean, they passed them along as during a briefing. We didn't have like, they passed a Individual plastic time. shell and a yeah. metal shell. And the, the crown can be changed too to match the design. Oh, really? I didn't know the yeah, crown was Yeah, yeah. It's too. very, I honestly, I was impressed. Look, I'm a big fan of the GG watches because they last a week on a charge and they, deli- they just deliver what I need. which is sleep tracking, you know, basic vitals and physical steps and stuff like that. And, you know, they have basic notifications and... And that's really pretty much what, what I care about the most. Yeah. I mean, I have to admit, it's nice to have uh, Google Assistant directly on my watch um, with my Pixel watch here. But the battery every day is a bit of a hassle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've got it on battery saver all day pretty much at this point. So you can have at least 15% charge at the end of the day. Correct. Night. <laughs> so I can sleep in it. But um, yeah, look, Huawei's around. And uh, I have to say, I just want to update folks who probably listen to the podcast for months now and years. You know, for a while there, Huawei was kind of falling through the cracks for a lot of us because of the sanctions and stuff. And the feeling I got talking to them is that they're really going to try to re- do a renewed effort to get us non-Chinese markets, and obviously not specifically the U.S. because the U.S. is problematic for it's them. It's still hard. But like European media right. and, you know, I guess I count now that I'm have a residence in Canada, they said, oh, that's going to make things a lot easier for sending you devices. <laughs> I'm like, ding, ding, ding. Right. But they're basically saying that they're wanting to re-push a relationship with us, which I felt kind of deteriorated and fell apart Definitely. for yeah. a while. And that was very positive because they didn't at all have the attitude of like, we hate you because you banned us kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So well, it's was, not our fault. That's like, my point. That's my we point. We banned them. Of course, <laughs> so, right. 
We're just um, media. Come on. The next thing I have on the agenda we should talk about, because although it wasn't, it didn't happen then, it happened today for me and for others the day before. I, I went to Pepcom just kind of to get food, really. I wasn't really that excited, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. But Lenovo was there, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I got to see some of the Lenovo stuff. But more importantly, I got to speak with Jeff, you know, the head of Lenovo PR. And he said, come, you know, we're going to be showing you that incredible Moto Riser uh, concept rolling rollable phone. Don't call it the Riser. It, it says literally Riser on it. They, yes. So what you're talking about is, is Motorola's concept rollable smartphone. Correct. Which, which the PR <laughs> people iterated over and over again. And then when I was at the briefing, Mr. Fisher points out, are you gonna are you are you gonna call it what's the name? And then they the screen rises up and he's standing behind it. Oh, you're calling it the riser? That's awesome. And they're like, no. Someone just printed that on the back. I'm like, you have six units. Someone just <laughs> printed on the back. That was a choice. No, look, I'm and for those who back, don't know, the, the riser is Moto's brand for their Sliding phones that they had sliding in the early, in, early 2000s. You know, like Samsung made a bunch of or those. Or the LG LG, ones, like yep. the chocolate the series. The chocolate series. But yep. here it is, guys. I think it's a brilliant rebirth of the name. Oh, completely. I, they absolutely I have to do. So let's talk about that phone. We've all had a chance to handle it now? Uh, I've had a chance to look at it. Okay, I they let me use it for about ten minutes, and I took photos yes. and videos. Check out my reels on Instagram, and my photos will come up soon. I want it so bad. I want it so bad. Way better than a flip phone, in my opinion. This is what I want. So should we describe it for those who Please do. don't know? So it is a small, stubby device, a little chunkier than what you would expect, with a five-inch display. When closed. When closed. And so it, so the aspect ratio is more like four by three. Pretty squarish, yeah. Yeah, so it's a four by three aspect ratio. And then you double press the power button on the edge, and the screen rolls out to extend to 6.5 inches. Yeah. They didn't give us details on resolution of the display, what processors are on the inside, it RAM or anything like that. Um, I did hear it's roughly a three and a half, three to three and a half thousand milliamp hour battery on the inside. Yeah, it's not which, huge. Because of the size of the phone is, you know, it's what it fine, is. Yeah. But yeah, honestly, if you're using it with the smaller display, You're not using as much battery. But when it rolls up and becomes a smaller phone, the screen tucks down around the bottom edge of the phone, curves around. I'm playing a 13-second video for the Patreon. And then it rolls up to the back of the phone, where when the phone is flipped on its face and the back is showing, the backside is used similar to the cover display on the Razer. Yeah. Where it's showing notifications, incoming calls, things like that. Yeah. Or if you're taking a photo of somebody, it shows the viewfinder on the back end or yeah. allows you to use the viewfinder to use the main camera as a selfie camera. Yeah. Right. This is what happens when you get a call on the phone is closed in the back display. Yeah. Um, so, and they said you will be able to see yeah. notifications in the future. They didn't show it off now because it's still a concept device, but notifications, things like that on there as well. Uh, so it's it's cool. It, like as it's for me, this cool this is the showstopper. This is absolutely this best is of the show. This is okay. best of show for me. For me, like yeah. this is the most exciting. This thing is the most exciting we, thing. We just see so many things that are 
Honor just showed us a folding phone. They yeah. showed us another phone. Other people showed us things we've already yeah. seen before. Yeah. yeah. We haven't seen this. I mean, technically, we saw this. They teased it they teased at it. Lenovo World. Uh, correct. Two, 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 three months ago. And, and last they showed summer, it for actually. like behind embargo. Like some of us saw they it said last It's off summer. the record. Correct. And now we got and to see it. And now it's on the record. Yeah. We actually got to see it when we were in Chicago yeah. last summer. Yeah. Just like a photo and a quick video. Yeah. Of and it. we were like, the room lost its mind. <laughs> well, like, to be clear, I, I don't know if we can. Continue because what we saw there was more concept, yeah, like yeah. prototype of just yeah. design concept uh, yeah. versus, and it looked a little bit. It actually looked cooler than what this does. Oh yeah, I don't know if they can implement what they actually. So this is in a yet. case right now. So right now That's it's optional. in a clear, transparent case oh, okay. because it's being handled by so many people. Yeah, and they made the case to show that a case can be made for a device right. like this. Right. Okay. And in case you're wondering, folks, why well, I have two pixels is because I'm too lazy to switch to my new pixel. <laughs> because, okay. Well, no, it's just so much work. I will do it, but they have know. these phone cloning tools, you know. Yeah, but, <laughs> they exist. You could root them and just flash the ROM, do a complete <laughs> system backup, and restore. All I'm hearing is blah, 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 blah. blah. You know you have friends at XDA developers. <laughs> it's not even that. I can do it myself. I'm just too lazy. So the, the point is, this is to me the, the start of the show. And I think it's hard to explain in words. You have, even in video, that reel that I just showed you, that essentially the, what I ended up putting as a reel, is not, for those of you on Patreon watching, it's not, it's not, it's so cool in person. Yes. You handle this thing and it feels like you're holding the freaking future, the future. in it, your hand. It looks like something out of Star Trek. It lo- and it's, but it's running. It's working. Oh, it's real. Like everything works. It's a phone. And yeah. so I did, I did a video about it and also touched on Lenovo's rollable laptop, which they showed up with essentially the same thing. A 12-inch display laptop turns into a 15-inch display laptop using similar yeah. technology. Yeah. But they, the one thing for me is this phone is going to be the most fragile phone you've ever yeah. used oh my God. in your life. Okay, so and as I was standing there, someone else who was, I was, I finished up my media thing, to my 10 minutes with the phone. Someone else who was right next to me, I'm not going to mention it. And if you're listening, you know who you are. <laughs> almost nicked it on the side of a table, which would have <laughs> destroyed the display. And you know who you are. So, um, But yeah, it's one of those things where you need to be ex- extremely care it's a p-oled yeah. display right it's yeah. plastic yeah. oled yeah you technically your fingernail can yeah. crease this display 100%. yeah i don't know if the technology can get better to solve that so actually so, I, want add, I, I want to add a couple of things to that first of all when i handled it they already had some screen damage okay like a, a small dent in the screen and I, I brought that up with the pr people and they're like yeah it's got it's gone through a lot of hands in the last <laughs> day or two. Oh, i can imagine like you way think, more yeah. than it was designed for and so people who are not necessarily being they were basically implying it, right? that we're actually surprised it's holding up it's that still well. alive <laughs> yeah and then the other thing is i noticed you know we were handling it on a table similar to where we're recording here and it was a clean, visually a clean table, but, but just the dust, dust like at one point, Michael Fisher, who did this content before me, he put it down, like face down, display down. And when I picked it up, literally there was like dust everywhere. And it was, it, it like was closing up 
and it was going in there like oh in, 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 inside uh, my ears and I'm like oh what a nightmare oh, this no. is gonna be imagine going to the beach and getting a little bit of sand and oh, you close it and you hear it like no, <laughs> no oh, don't yeah. but look this, but it's still amazing the super coolest thing we've seen at, at MWC 100% and speaking to them they they did not disclose if or when a device would ever yeah. be released no. versus we we asked the same question to the Lenovo people yeah. and the the answer we got was from the Lenovo people was essentially we wouldn't be wasting our time on a concept of a device that sure. we don't think we can bring to market yeah. correct yeah. and so they were much more confident of yeah we're going to have a laptop doing at this thing at some point yeah at some point we don't know when that point is the Motorola answer was i don't know yeah. Which could which could mean there's an announcement imminent. Yeah. Or no, we're not having anything for right. the next ten years. Like yeah. it, it, I, I doubt or. I honestly my I'm doubting this one right now. No, like I think the technology needs to get a lot better. Like it's really yeah. cool. I don't think it's anywhere close to being sturdy. I'm not saying like it's not gonna work. Day to day usage of this will last you two years without breaking. Yeah. Because yeah. we've seen with the foldables too, like People go and get their the the protective film replaced because it starts bubbling after six months. Well, right? so Theo's yeah. Z Flip Three, they play games all on it, and they always yeah. tap in the oh, same spot. And, and you're starting to see like the oleophobic co- coating, foric, whatever it's called, yeah. is like coming off. Yep. And I think next time we're in the U.S., we're gonna go to the Samsung, Samsung store and see if they can. Yeah. But here's the thing, you know. Um, there's one more phone I want to talk about because we should probably keep this manageable in terms of length. But here's the thing. There is another kind of cool phone. And I have it right here in my hand. This, for those of you watching, is the Realme GT3 240 watt. 240 watt charging. Last year Pretty demoed quick. at MWC. This year, real. In our hands on a phone that costs 650 starting point. Pretty quick. So what do you guys think of this? I mean, I just got mine. I haven't set it up. That's why the screen's not on. Yeah. Um, it's uh, unbelievably cool, that charging time. It's like, unbelievably So to be fair, I love the design of last year's flagship phone. Better. So much better. The industrial Because it design, also had aluminum. This is a plastic frame. Plastic They've frame. cheapened out a bit. Uh, it felt a lot more premium. And I think the cam... I've only used the cameras for like five minutes taking maybe a dozen photos yeah i think the cameras on last year's phone was better as well like they had a focus on the cameras last yeah. year yeah the focus this year is there's this led notification light yeah, yeah. which is uh, cool yeah. which is cool it's cool. Uh, a little bit gimmicky i think yeah. around a snapdragon 8 plus yeah so there's yeah. a transparent glass of gen with- one stencil yeah. Uh, it's janky. But the, the LED light can be customized to different types of notifications so that you know what type of notification is coming in. Yeah. So if it's a phone call yeah, no, but, or a message. I mean, it's like we've seen this. Remember the. Yeah, but we've seen this, but it's very, very rare. Oppo it's did it rare. on the Oppo Reno 8 Pro. Yes. And the previously on the 7 Pro, they had the ring the one around. around yeah. the I mean, they've thing. done a few But it, it's, it's extremely rare to have a phone that lights up on the back. Like, 
we yeah. were actually just at a Whoa. nothing party. So, and they do LEDs <laughs> to the umpteenth level. Stuff. They got some light up LEDs. <laughs> so, if you want a light up LED phone, get the nothing, nothing phone yeah, one. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, no, but we might want to mention. Yeah, let's the speak. Other I was thing. just going to say, let's just but jump into let, that. Let, let's, let's talk about this, this real quick. quick. The charging on this is extremely fast. They did an on stage demo of 80 seconds to see how far we can charge from zero. It went to 23%. 22 or 23%. Dead. It went from it was at two percent. Two percent. Okay, yeah. two to twenty-three. Two to twenty-three yeah. in 80, 81 seconds was when he yeah. finally hit the the off button. Unbelievable! Yeah. Unbelievable! And and a full charge in nine point five minutes. Something like 50% that. Fifty yeah. percent in Under four 10. minutes. Yeah. And yeah. just thirty seconds of charge will give you something like twenty minutes. Two hours talk time, 20 minutes of video. Hours, like some, yeah, I've got it all like on the slide here. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Check my, um, check my Insta and my Twitter for that, for the slides for that. Yeah, I mean, as if you want, OnePlus has been pushing for years. Like we have a fast charging phone. I actually did a, a smartphone charging test with the OnePlus device and it charges extremely fast, 30 to 35 minutes, depending on how hot the battery is beforehand and yeah. things like that. Yeah. But this, I'm going to do another charging test, put it side by side with the OnePlus device. Yeah. And the OnePlus fanboys are not going to be happy. They're going to be mad. <laughs> They're not going to be happy. And you know, the other thing they said, they have all the certifications and everything for safety. But more importantly, you can charge this phone at minus 20 degrees Celsius. It has a heat pump if system you do inside. The, yeah, it actually fires up the processor to warm up the to phone. To warm up the phone. What is the conversion? It's... Minus 30 divided by two from Fahrenheit. So it's the other way around. So you multiply by two and you add, you add 30 or something. Anyway, it's very cold. <laughs> In a it's nutshell. Very cold. Yeah. I can't remember the conversion off the top of my head right now. I mean, you're really not going to need it unless you're living in Antarctica. <laughs> No, but the point is, this is a legitimate problem. Like electric cars have this problem too, right? Yeah. Like you can't charge if they're cold unless you precondition the battery. And yeah. this, this is the first phone we've ever heard that, that actually preconditions that, yes. the battery. Yeah. Um, so that's actually very cool. No, I'm excited to put this through its spaces and hopefully the camera does. I mean, it does have OIS on the main sensor. It does so that's have OIS nice. on the main sensor. Um, the main sensor should be win. good. Um, the rest, I took a couple selfies with it. The selfies look good, but it yeah. doesn't. still doesn't have 4K from the and, selfie camera. And it's 8 plus Gen 1. Which I think is perfectly, perfectly fine, fine because it's, perfectly it's fine. A, what was the final price on it? I forget the final price. Six fifty, pretty cheap. Six fifty, yeah. eight one twenty eight, or eight two fifty six. Yeah. So I mean, it's not a budget device, but it's a low end flagship that yeah. you know should deliver on exactly what you want, which is fast charging. Yeah, I mean, that's the story there. Yeah. And so nothing is doing nothing, nothing. like nothingness. Um, and we just came from another. I mean, party. no offense. I just spent time talking with Carpe, and we caught up, and he's such a wonderful guy. Look, we I love nothing, and I make fun of them because they have that viral marketing that OnePlus used to have, and it's their thing, it's their shtick, and I can't be mad about it. No. Sometimes it's a little over the top, but one of the things they did today was they did like we have a surprise announcement at the Quantum booth at five o'clock. <laughs> so we all showed up. We waited like a good half hour for this thing to get off the road, and it's Carl and a couple of you know, Qualcomm execs coming up on stage and basically together announcing that the next phone will have an 8-series Snapdragon chip. Like, they didn't even want to tell us which 8-series. Yeah. which mode. So let, I'm calling it now. Snapdragon 888. So I'm speculating similar to that, but... Remember, 8 plus Gen 1, I'm calling it now. No, but 8, 8, 8 plus Gen 1, maybe. 
you know how we had the 870 well, it wasn't the 870. It was the 888, and then we got the 870. Correct. Yeah. And the 870 was the better 865 shit. plus plus. No, so I'm thinking, I'm, <laughs> yes, thinking, yeah. I'm thinking we we don't have the version from Qualcomm yet of the Snapdragon 8 Gen 1, the lower tier, which would be the 870 version, which is a chipset with that, that probably will be announced in the next three to four months. Right. And they might be the one of the first devices to the get that. device. So it so it'd yeah. be the eight because gen did one. Get a slightly custom version of, of the, the eight, seven seven eighty seven sixty yeah, eight seven seven eight. They have their own unique G number. Yes. Plus or whatever it was. And so I'm thinking it's a Snapdragon eight Gen one that's been tuned down. Not Gen one, please. Not eight no, Gen but one. No, but it but it's but no, it's been tuned eight down. Gen one so was a terrible chip. But it's gonna be cheaper. That's, no, no, we well, want that's 8 one of the plus things. Gen one or eight Gen 2. I, I 8 Gen 1 was a terrible chip but by here's, all measures. Here's my thing. It's, it's going to be... TSMC. It has to be TSMC. It's going to be a tuned down version, which will mean it'll be a lot more power efficient. Nothing's really not concerned about having the most powerful phone. They're or, concerned with nothing. They're, they're concerned with money. Yeah. They want to give you dollar for value. And yeah. I think if they can give you an older chipset that still gives you decent performance, but they tune down the performance so that the thermals are good. Yeah. As I think it'll be good. As it's a TSMC manufacturer. Because that's what made all the difference in efficiency. It could We I, need that efficiency. It could be. I don't know. I think an 8 plus Gen 1 detuned is what I want. Not an 8 Gen 1. No, I, I, I would want that as well. But I don't think for the mm -hmm. price that that's what they would do. That's why 888 plus. Yeah, but I'm I'm thinking they're they're looking at what's well, going to be the most yeah. budget value. What can we deliver? Yeah, and yeah. people are going to be like, oh my gosh, that's the price of the phone. Yeah, right. And who knows? Again, this is all speculation. I have no no clue about anything. Yeah, but I mean, basically, here's what you know. You we know a phone's coming. The latest rumors is it's going to launch in the U.S. first, actually, which I think well, is and the, it's pretty been damn cool. That's cool. Speculated with U.S. carrier support for at least one carrier. How is that even possible? OnePlus has given up on that. Maybe they're like, we signed with nothing, so we're not signing with <laughs> oh OnePlus. Oh my yeah. God, what a we'll, cool. We'll swap one for the other. I can yeah. see Pete is going to be so mad. No, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it, it'll be interesting. And if it's not U.S. carrier support, it'll be U.S. carrier band support yeah. to give us 100%. good 5G in yeah. the U.S. market. Yeah. yeah. So one last thing, little tidbits here to really just like, I'm just basically like, you know, PSA. ZTE launched a tablet with the Leia display. Leia display was the display that was in the Hydrogen One red phone. Oh, yes. But they I now have that. a better version of that display. And ZTE, ZTE is making a tablet with this display that can display 3D and detect your gaze to give okay. you the 3D. So I never got a chance to check that out, but that's one of the announcements that happened today from them. No phones. No and phone. then Techno has a folding phone, which we could, I was, I feel bad. I'm going to have to email them. I couldn't attend it because there's a conflict and I really need to get my Realme review in it, which yeah. I have now. And so they made a folding phone and I know nothing about it. Did you find out anything? They, of you? No. they have a folding phone. It is the price. You want to know the price? Yeah, start with that. What do you what do you think the price? I think is? I know. So what is the it price a flip is. phone or is it a fold? It's a fold. It's eleven ninety nine. Nine ninety nine. Nine seven nine. Whoa. Nine, with currency conversion, so nine seven nine nine. I think that was India pricing with okay. conversion to USD. Yeah. Wow, um, that's pretty so cheap. So un, under a thousand dollars, it would be the first fold 
phone under a thousand dollars. Yeah. That's wow. Pretty good. Well, we'll have to check out the specs and maybe we can talk about it on the next show. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I didn't go to the announcement because I was at the real me announcement as well, but they actually, I was at the techno booth the day before and they were doing a demo with, they, they launched two new laptops here at NWC as well. Oh, right. Yeah. That had integration with the new fold that's called the phantom fold, the techno phantom V fold or something like okay. that. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so, like all the Chinese OEMs, they have these integration with Windows and, you know, screen share. Yeah, and yeah, stuff right, like that. right. But they, they were, the demo was with the phone that was unannounced the day before. So I got to play with it as I was, because I was there to cover the laptops. Yeah. And it, it felt good. I, I would say Techno's not known by a lot of people in Western markets. No. Um, it's like Infinix. It's like yeah. Infinix. Yeah. They, they have a Middle East and Africa focus as well. Yeah. Uh, that's where they're selling. But and they make so some cool stuff. They make some cool stuff, and their prices are always lower because of those markets specifically. I think if they can deliver a folding phone for $1,000. Yeah. Like, as we were saying before, more phones that fold is better for everybody. Yeah. Even if they might not be the best, that yeah. just means there's more competition, which means it'll drive the price for everything lower. Yeah. You know, it's not Samsung on the high end saying a folding phone costs $1,800 and right. that's what it's going to be. Yeah. If they do have to compete on price, they'll have to compete on price eventually, which means we all win in the end. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Well, on that note, we should wrap it up. Nick, you want to tell people when they can find you on the internet? Definitely. You can find me personally at Nick M. Gray on Twitter or Instagram or else all my work covering phones on Fandroid, fandroid.com, youtube.com slash Fandroid and TikTok and Instagram. It's Fandroids with an S. Androids. And it's Gray with an A. A. And he is now a TikTok superstar. Just so you know. (laughs) So you should have two videos that blow up and now I'm a superstar. (laughs) Don't. Lower the expectations. I, I lower the expectations. They have very high quality videos. Oh my god! What about you, Christian? Where can they find you? You can find You're me on Twitter, Cedar Looper. I'm freelancing. I'm at BGR. I'm writing for Forbes. I'm writing for etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Trends. Digital trends. Doing some car coverage for digital trends. But probably the best place is Twitter if you just want to keep up with my work. And speaking of car, I had my first article on Motor One this week about the Mercedes. E-Class has mm-hmm. a new infotainment system based on Mercedes' new in-house OS. Yeah. So check that out. I had hands-on with it. Very rare. The car isn't even revealed yet. I got to sit inside and I was not allowed to turn my head. Nope. <laughs> um, to look behind me. <laughs> Can't uh, see the rear seats. Nope. Um, they had a partition there anyway. Anyway, you know where to find me on the internet, folks. I'm at Tank Girl. That's T-N-K-G-R-L, just like the comic book character. Drop the vowels. That's my Twitter handle and my Instagram handle. If you want to chat with all of us about this podcast, hit us up on Twitter. And Instagram is where you'll find pretty pictures of phones and cars and travel and food and other tech taken with phones typically because that's what I like to do. And there's a couple of YouTube channels that go with the podcast, youtube.com slash mobile tech podcast and youtube.com slash mobile tech more. The first one is more about the phones and the second one is more about all the other peripheral stuff. Please, uh, you know how YouTube works. So like, subscribe, tell your friends, click the little notification bell, all that good stuff. Comment, comment about the podcast if you want as well. I'd like to have a conversation with you. Uh, So check out the YouTubes. 
The podcast itself, if this is your first time here, is at mobiletechpodcast.com. And we're on all the platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Spotify, everywhere good podcasts can be found. If your app lets you review the show or rate the show in some way, please consider doing that. And uh, I want to thank the Patreons. Uh, I mentioned that multiple times through the show here. If you really want to make a difference for the show, uh, help me out financially at Patreon, patreon.com slash tnkgrl. That's patreon.com slash tnkgrl. And we have a bunch of tiers and perks, whatever you want to call them there. One is a video version of the podcast, which you get to see us handle the devices and show you stuff. And it's a day or two ahead of the audio version that's completely free. Yeah. So check that out. And then there is like a Discord server you can join to chat and like a bit of a community there. And then, you know, we have another perk for a special one for people who want to pay a little more, which is a monthly chat with me live so we can ask me like anything basically about all these devices we're talking about so consider the patreon and if you don't like patreon i get it there's another option there's a paypal link in the show notes you can click through buy me a little coffee or whatever make a donation appreciate it. it's a one-time deal you no strings or subscriptions or anything like that so again you know there is the paypal but there's also patreon.com slash so yeah, and I want to thank our sponsor, Mint Mobile. So as you know, I'm constantly reviewing multiple phones. And while that's fun, it also means I'm constantly spending a lot of money for wireless service on multiple SIMs. That's where Mint Mobile comes in. And that's who I'm partnering with for today's podcast. If you also want to save money on your wireless service, switch to Mint Mobile. As tech-savvy early adopters, you've probably heard of Mint Mobile before, but let me quickly tell you how awesome their service is. Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for as low as $15 a month, and you don't have to sacrifice any coverage, speed, or data. They're built on the nation's largest 5G network. They keep costs low because they sell direct to you online. They cut out the retail stores and salespeople. Why should you pay more than you have to for access to the same network? In my experience testing phones, Mint Mobile delivers the same data speeds and call quality as the big three for a fraction of the cost. Switching to Mint is super easy. Thanks to their eSIMs, you can sign up and activate immediately right on your phone from the comfort of your home. No more standing around and waiting in line at a big wireless store. You can keep your current device and phone number and easily switch services. And if your phone isn't eSIM compatible, Mint will ship you a new SIM free of charge. All Mint Mobile plans include unlimited nationwide talk and text, lightning fast 5G, and free mobile hotspot. Mint will show you how much data you use each month and recommend plans that save you money. Mint also offers a modern family plan that lets you set up a super affordable family plan with as little as two lines. Use my link mintmobile.com slash mobile tech to get premium wireless starting for $15 a month. That's mintmobile.com slash mobile tech. Stop paying more than you need on your wireless bill and start saving big with Mint Mobile. And I want to thank you too for being on the show, Nick. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Always a pleasure. Yep. I'm actually surprised that we managed to recruit the exact people we had at the CS show this time. Just got to repeat. I know, it's kind of cool. It's like part deux. So, folks, uh, stay tuned. I have another podcast lined up for you next week. And until then, cheers, everybody. This has been the Mobile Tech Podcast with Tank Girl, proudly presented by worldpodcasts.com. You can visit us online at 
mobiletechpodcast.com.